Hey everybody, I just wanted to do a quick introduction before jumping in to the interview with Skaroff Diginger, captain of Team Austria 2. Uh, it was a great interview, Skaroff's uh, great, and I'm really excited to do more of these and speak to other people from around the Gilball community. I think it's really great to get a set of perspectives, to get hype about the WTC, uh, you know, and I'm I'm really excited. And I do hope that, you know, truly hope that everyone enjoys uh, this series if you do, um, just wanted to give a quick shout out and quick plug. Uh, please consider just taking a look uh, at the GoFundMe fundraiser that's uh, attached to this. Again, everything's offered for free, so don't feel obligated to contribute. But uh, if you you know want to support me, I, it would really mean a, a bunch to me. But it also you know supporting making our planet a more sustainable and better place in the future. So uh, without further ado, uh, hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome everybody and to one of the first, probably the first of the WTC uh, interviews that I'm doing and I have with me today, uh, we're going to call him Wandler, mainly because yep. uh, he was kind enough to not make me trip over uh, too much German today. Yeah, um, hello everybody um, and thanks for having me. Austria, it's very fitting to have Austria's first with an A, so there you go. That there you go. Planned, I guess. <laughs> so um, let's start off like, who are you? Um, before we get into maybe your gaming background, who are you in terms of mm -hmm. your the WTC? What team are you on? All that. Okay, stuff. yeah, gladly. Um, so I'll say my full name. Um, my name is Kierolf Wikinger, um, and I am from Austria. I'm a 40 years old father of two boys, um, and. Uh, when and how did I get into in, into gaming? I started like most of us most likely have with um, uh, Warhammer back in the days, uh, mm. second edition of 40k to be precise. Uh, that were the days, Chet Pike, um, um, Imperial Guard, and all that stuff. And um, changed through the years to War Machine Hordes and got into Guild Wars with the Kickstarter, and uh, became a pundit in second edition and been playing all the time since then. Yeah. Nice, nice. Okay, so you became a pundit in the second season of Guild Ball, and you've been playing since then. Uh, so maybe talk uh, the Austrian meta. I mean, I have to say, as you know, as an American, and I'm sure, and and even all the, even the, it's really like the UK and the US that talk a lot about Guild Ball. I don't, we don't hear yeah. as much from uh, from other places around Europe and around the world. So talk about the local okay, meta. So I'll, I'll throw you a curveball right away. Sure. Um, I, I dare argue that there is no real Austrian meta, um, simply because Austria is a tiny nation of 8 million citizens. Mm -hmm. um, there are a lot of guild players in Austria, but if you if you make a tournament or an event day or just a casual come together, there is a distinctive chance you have people from Slovenia or Italy or Hungary coming up or down or uh, Czech Republic as well mm -hmm. um, to play with us. So the last three tournaments I organized, and I guess we'll talk about this a little later, I had people from four nations every single time there. Uh, simply because it's so close to to come together in Europe between the nations, and we and we all get away from, you know, um, um, national matters and, and move towards regional uh, matters. So I dare say there is no Austrian matter. There is a Eastern um, matter around Vienna and Graz, which are two the two big mm -hmm. Eastern uh, cities in Austria. 
um, incorporating um, the Western cities of um, the nations east of us. So mm. That's that's a thing. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, that's that's cool. Like, what, how else do you? Yeah, like in the U.S., we get excited because you know you get people from multiple different states, which is is probably about the same distance. Uh, but you it guys is, get yeah. to do, you know, hey, four different countries showing up for my event today on a Saturday. Yeah. It has another big advantage for us because, um, you know, English being the trade language in Europe, mm -hmm. uh, with all the national languages being so vastly different, um, also for most of our tournaments are being held in English anyway, um, because you just not all of the Slovenian guys speak German, for example. So, so you come together in speaking English, which in itself is already a preparation for you know international tournaments. Mm -hmm. We go and you're used to playing in English. So there is a, a localization of Guild Ball. At least there has been. We we were able to buy the book in German, third edition at least, or third season. Mm -hmm. um, but nobody really uses them. Um, so if I play with my son, he's 14 years old, I also force him to to learn the English rules right away, uh, simply because it's it's just you know best practice. <laughs> so this is just a, another reason why I envy Europe and how you guys can all speak languages and be globally connected. And here in America, we don't get that. And now. I have eight years of Spanish, but can't speak Spanish. So, <laughs> ah, yeah, that's sad. Language is always. I, I think learning a language is, is always uh, the the best step into learning to understand, you know, the culture mm -hmm. and, and and the the nitty gritties of, of of a foreign nation. But yeah. Let's talk about Guild Ball. <laughs> no, we can do. We can do this. Let's just do a language acquisition podcast. That sounds great. I can talk to you. I can talk to you about the see you. <laughs> about the critical time. All right. No. All right. Anyway. Um, so okay. So uh, one of the things that you had mentioned to me um, is that you know a lot of your pundit time experience is not necessarily about uh, running super competitive events, but also doing the more casual stuff, training new players. And one thing you had said was, <laughs> I love the grooming new players and, and kind of turning them into more competitive players. So maybe talk about, um, you know, how that's been for you and then what, what kind of things, how do you get someone both into the game, but also into the game and into that kind of more, I want to compete mindset. Okay, so um, grooming players. So every game stays alive if you have a constant influx of new players. Um, it helps um, the, the elder players to rub against new new guys, and it helps the new guys to you know bring a new fashion, maybe a new idea, maybe maybe um, a, 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 an idea for a lineup that nobody had, and so on and so forth. So we all agree that having a new player is always a benefit to the game. Um, my in my eyes, you can't get a new player if you tell him. So you get you get a a group of miniatures. Let's say you pay 150 bucks for the miniatures. That's fine. And then you go to this tournament and you play against Wolfgang Weber, who's um, the best Austrian player. He's my second. He's the second pundit in Austria, or I'm mm -hmm. the second pundit. We are all equals here. Um, and he's like one of the best players in the world. You can't drop him into that because you won't have fun. It's like chewing concrete. You, you, you're not <laughs> you're not getting anything out of this. Um, so what you want to do is you want to pick up players, tell them this is the game, it's fun, let's have a beer, um, let's play, I'll explain you the rules, and maybe do an event where you get those players together and you, you, you keep them playing for like a weekend, um, and I've come around to, to, to this argument, um, and you actually teach them fun playing the game because um, the capabilities come afterwards. So what I do is, for example, um, we three two to three uh, times a year, I do something that's called the Tabletop Weekend, 
Mm-hmm. Um, we rent, we rent a a a um, you know a location mostly mm-hmm. in the mountains uh, with a hot tub and where you can you know go for some some archery or just hang out and do some barbecue and and whatever you like. Um, but um, we provide all the mats, all the uh, all the terrain, the clocks, and so on and so forth. And the elder players who come to sometimes train for a tournament or just hang out as well um, teach the newer guys um, on how to play the game. So you're getting the competitive games if you seek them because you have you have um, the good players of of, of the region here mm-hmm. at this event, but you also get the new players who just want to you know get get a new idea. What is this game about? What am I doing? What is this, what is it about? And am I having fun with this? And I think this way you get a player hooked up. And he's having fun. He sees the competitive play like he watches a game between two tournament players, and he gets new ideas. And from that jumping point. Uh, you can invite him to a tournament and tell him, look, there is no reason you have to stress yourself about what ranking you're going to end up with. It's just take the next step. Um, and and every, I'm sure every player you've had played against already, because some, most of those people come to these events, um, will you know be a good sport even if they beat you. And this way you get them into participating on tournaments on a regular basis and be uh, an addition to the community. Awesome. I, that just sounds wonderful. I want to go to uh, a gaming weekend up in the mountains with a hot tub. Uh, oh, yeah. Just chilling out. Be That's... my guest. You just have to fly to Vienna and I'll sort you out. <laughs> oh, just give it. <laughs> listen, listen, I'm already, I'm already heard enough that I can't go this year. Uh, but no, that sounds, that sounds amazing. And it sounds like it's been successful. Yeah. We've been doing this for six years now, so I, I dare say it's successful, and we have a recurring rate. I mean, it's not enormous. We're trying to stay at around 20 people, so you know you can talk to everybody, play with everybody, and it's mm-hmm. not becoming an enormous thing. But we have a retention rate of, I'd say, 80%. That's amazing. Stay. Yeah. Sometimes you know somebody has something else to do, which is natural, uh, but most people are at least interested in, in, in joining at least once a year, mm-hmm. which is great, I think. That's awesome. And it, and it sounds like, do you find the newer players and the people you're retaining them, they're still coming to this event and whatnot, but they're, they're playing, even if they don't necessarily go to every tournament, they're playing pretty regularly. Like you're, they're actually making that transition from, I own some of the models and I play this game occasionally to, I actually am really invested in, in going to tournaments, regardless of what the skill level is. Do you find that yeah. they make, they're making that transition? Most, I don't say I wouldn't say most of them, but sixty okay. percent. Um, it's a little bit more than half of them actually start joining um, um, tournaments and, and uh-huh. show up at them. So yeah, there there that, is. I mean, amazing. some of them always stay bloody casuals and will never go to a tournament, which is fine as long uh, yeah. as you're enjoying the games the best you can do. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's that's awesome though. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I mean, I I, I can I having just moved myself, I moved from well a meta that didn't really exist, but the East coast itself was decently competitive. I moved over to New Mexico and I actually have a huge meta for a different game. Um, but it's all super casual and that's fine. And that's wonderful. And I actually have been experiencing that, which is interesting, but, uh, but yeah, so that's cool though. So you, you've had some success. There's people you bring in, um, you talked about the tabletop weekends, any other events that you, uh, that you've been, that you run you can yeah, shout so out there is one there is one con- yeah that's that's will be a self-plug basically yeah um so there is the 
it's called Kernöl Cup, which means pumpkin seed oil cup, um, <laughs> which we do in in Austria. We, um, it's the only recurring tournament, uh, Guildport tournament we have in in eastern part of Austria, uh-huh. which is run by me and some friends. Um, so shout out to those guys. Um, it's been a fantastic run. Um, we're looking at the next tournament coming up in November. We're trying to do like three a year as well. Um, and the the approach we we had a long discussion in, in the pundit groups about this how you, how to do prices. So what we do is um, it's a competitive tournament. It's on long shanks, everything. Mm-hmm. But prices are um, we get uh, you know all the miniatures, the price kit, and all that kind of stuff. Um, also shout out to Frozen Forge. If you don't have tokens, buy them there. I think they're fantastic. Um, we usually get like a voucher from them and and a box and you know this kind of stuff yeah. but we also get spot prices so all the miniature prices are no spot prices what you get for a spot price is like a a can of uh, can of oil or um some some pickled um <laughs> vegetables on uh, um, and so on and so forth so the first place gets something to eat same for second and third and last and best painted um and um they all and we, then we do a raffle with all the miniature prices and everybody gets one ticket Third place gets two, second place gets three, mm-hmm. fourth place gets um, four of them. And if you get one prize, you're dropping out of the competition. So everybody has a chance of winning something. Nice. Which yeah. I think is great. <laughs> that is no, that is great. It's really wonderful when you see uh when someone who you know doesn't expect to be doing getting anything, uh like gets to get something. Yeah, I was at a tournament recently where they did prizes, uh, they had enough prizes where it was literally it was 150 odd people and they called every single one of them up for a prize. And man, 150, that dude was, you know, super excited to go up and get a prize. You know, he, he was like, I didn't think I was doing getting anything. And then everybody calls his name out and says, go pick something. Yeah. That's so, great. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Um, so, uh, I know it's not necessarily an Austrian meta, but this uh, this Vienna, uh, you know, Eastern European, but not Poland, because I, I know they're kind of they have their own separate thing going on. What um, what kind of guilds captains are popular? Play styles, etc. Are you and and this may not you you can defy this categorization, but do you play uh, magical Christmas Britain um, style? You know, just risky goals things or do you play like you know american moneyball style or german which is style which is just the opposite of what everybody wants to do that that is a that is a fantastic question um so everybody has his own playing favor um of course for for example i'm 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 kind of well known for playing Grange if I play Farmers because I like him and I make him work for some reason. And there's also one player at the WTC who left, who was playing Farmers and left uh, Thresher at home. Just uh, shout out to this guy. If oh, wait, wait. To me. Do you know what team he's on? Do you know what team he's on? Oh, I, I'd have to look it up. But That's I, fine. I'll I have to look. We were... I was like, that's awesome. We were we were doing uh, we were talking about some of the WTC teams and trying to find our our, our mad as we called it our mad lad. Oh my god, yeah, uh, on Wales mm-hmm. team on Wales. Yep. Captain Shout Green. Out to you. If you're listening to this, fantastic. I'm I'm looking forward to having a pint with you because that's that's just great. Richard Alderson, you are a champion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um. What are people playing? I mean, I got a lot of experience um, play, playing into Skullpool because everybody seems to be playing her a lot. Uh, <laughs> especially our Morticians players love her. Um, uh, I mean, 
there is there is a sad story about in the captains and i think a lot of people can relate to this i've been played against i've been playing against more than i think a dozen times because we had one player who wanted to make her work and he just couldn't uh, and i understand why Mm-hmm. But he was so sad because he really loved the idea and the fluff idea. Mm-hmm. And he's a tournament player. He's he's legit. He's really good. If if we if we had a third team, he would he would surely be on it. Or if if somebody would drop, he would be on on one of the teams. So he's he's really good. But he just couldn't get her to work. And I understand why. So playstyles. Um, we were talking about Steel Chaw, and you were t- telling me that you love to play your hunters. Um, our our player in the team doesn't our hunters player doesn't play Steel Chaw. Mm-hmm. He despises her. So. He thinks he's legit the the third um, third ranked captain in the team. All right. Uh, that, <laughs> uh, so wait, so you you said you liked you mentioned playing Grange, um, so I, we get yep. a hint of that. But if you had to define your uh, your play style, then what is it? Cause my you, style. Yeah. Do you have a style? I play ball. This you, is why I play order. You play, play yeah. Ball. That's a great. Uh, that's. I'm gonna skip ahead a little bit, but uh, yes, t- talk a little <laughs> bit about order. You're bringing order to WTC, which was apparently a popular choice, a uh, somewhat popular choice this year, more than maybe some people expected, myself included. So. Uh, really, you didn't expect order to be that. I know. Bad, I, th- um, I think they're good. I just always. I never expect um, the minor guilds to have a high play rate when it comes to these things, mm. just because. Um, because there's not even really a good reason. I just think because there's less players I like on the team and there's less options, I tend to think that the people who play it will be smaller. And it doesn't mean they won't do good. It's not like a thing against the, the quality of the team. But I, I it just to me I always think of it like there's gonna be less. And that generally does hold true. I mean, order um I don't even know off the top of my head, but it does you know, there aren't a ton of uh, of the minor guilds, including Cooks, which are, I think, really, really, really good uh, right now. Yes, talking about Cooks, um, <laughs> our, our original team composition was Hunters, um, Miners, and Order. Mm. And we had we had a boot camp um, just last weekend, and I played, I don't know, I think a dozen games over two days. And we came to the conclusion that having Miners in that composition just doesn't work that well. Mm. So uh, minus players last minute changed to cooks um, because they're really strong and I think they're the better butchers right now. I um, I agree with that. Largely. And uh, talking about minor guilds, um, you absolutely have a point. Um, they have less of uh, less of a choice uh, and they are more pushed into a niche by design. Uh, but I dare say their niche is what they're feeling well, mm-hmm. unless you're red catchers. Uh, I don't think the Red Catchers are a particularly good team. Um, I'm looking forward to maybe playing against one of the three Red Catchers players that are out there on the WTC. But I, I was I was genuinely surprised that there is only one Falconers player mm-hmm. and um, and and three Red Catchers players. But that could be you know ownership of of um, teams, but also maybe somebody's all in on Red Catchers because he just loves the, the fluff or whatever. I can mm-hmm. see that. But yeah, um, so order. about eight orders. Uh, order, yes. Um, t- um, just just a side note. Um, two of the eight order players come from Austria because in team Austria one is an order player as well. Shout out to Brownie. Um, and um, so order, I I just love the idea that you can 
that you have two balls that you can do a lot of movement shenanigans with them. You have two players that can actually score on their own activation out of the, out of the deployment zone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just this is how you play ball. I think you can you can build a gold run from pretty much everywhere on the map, um, and that's the only sad part is that mist will I don't think will ever be played in order. At yeah, stage. I was about to ask you: Are you? Uh, yeah, how since the ch- with the changes to to grace and benediction. How have your teams been shaking up? Do you find yourself? I was going to ask: Do you find yourself still taking mist? Are you finding yourself uh, dropping Fangtooth a little bit more, or is he just in now with Benediction? Like, I mean, you don't have to say what you're going to play every time, obviously. But no, it's you... fine. It's fine. <laughs> there is um, there is a legitimacy to your question, and I think mist is though i don't want to say worst because he's not a bad player he's not a bad model but he's just the weakest in the composition and what the, what the team wants to do now mm-hmm. because grace just just has his slot she she gets quickfoot for free or the healing light for free she just does so much more while being basically the no she's even a better goal threat than he is so <laughs> he doesn't have a spot right now mm-hmm. and about the second player who has to stay at home it, it basically it's a decision mm-hmm. and and a lot of order player will hate me for saying this but it's a decision between for me grace harry and benediction okay um because I think you have to be able to, to play without Grace. She brings a lot, yes. Mm-hmm. But if, if you're really getting, if, if you have to expect being taken apart by something like Cooks, I think Benediction is just the better better option. Yeah, you, you should be able to get your goals without Grace. And ha- having the sturdiness of Benediction just helps tremendously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, so one of the things... Not dropping fingers. (laughs) All right, thought so. Uh, Actually, yeah, one of the things that I saw in some of the successful order games, um, I I mean, I guess I wasn't there necessarily, but watching, seeing on Longshanks and hearing from some of the people at some events, um, order has been having some success almost, and this is a very American way to play order while still playing order, uh, taking Benediction, Fangtooth, Pride, uh, you know, Brisket Pride, and Spigot, and I think they actually took Harry the Hat too. I want to say that it was it was the it was the three big men, Spigot and Brisket, uh, and it was just kind of like a well, we got three models that can push you around and do some damage, and um, also have these really cool passing auras and abilities. So I'll still find you know Spigot and Brisket will still eventually get those two goals, but I'll also beat you up a little bit. Uh, or get a third goal if you if you let me. So, yeah, and this is this is exactly what I'm saying. If if you if you actually get a, if you have Harry and you get singled out and a knockdown on something that isn't easily stood up again, um, just because can ruin your day. Um, mm-hmm. So does Fangas. Yeah. So you are absolutely right. This is this is a, a an option that the order has. But don't tell anyone because that's that's. We'll, 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 we'll edit this out. Um, <laughs> that's great. We'll edit it right out because I'm known for my editing. Um, great. So I was gonna. One of the questions I had here was, have you played in the WTC before? And I'm gonna still throw that to you. But I was actually looking back to last year when I was there because I didn't remember. Um, uh, being really drunk with you guys, uh, any of the uh, the Austrian guys. So and I looked back, and then I saw that you guys weren't on on the roster last year. So it's possible 
some of your guys were on United Nation teams, but uh, was, what, what, so uh, what happened? Last year, <laughs> what happened was I was actually slotted in to play for um, the Czech Republic for War Machine Hordes. Um, um. And I was training with the, those guys, and I was going to, to Bruno, and um, I, I was playing Manoth, and I played through every list that, that Manoth included. And mm-hmm. it was a gruesome, but great experience. And in the end, I couldn't go because my company needed me urgently for a project, and I had to cancel out of it. So uh. I didn't go to the WTC, but I was pretty much in the preparation for it. Um, and no, I haven't been to any WTC before. Um, oh. Sadly, but I'm very much looking forward to it. <laughs> See, I was gonna say, what are you most excited about? Um, the people. Yeah. Um, you know, trying to get together with with all those guys from all over the world, getting drunk with somebody, just having a night disco- a night full of discussions and fun. Um, all of that stuff. Um, I mean, I want to to have a prom, a a positive win loss um experience as well. And there is there's sure. a competition to all of that. But the people are what excite me the most. Um, just having a good time and and seeing everybody and and yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, no, 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 definitely. And the WTC is a wonderful thing of that. I love the international like competition, but bringing people together. Uh, without going into a, a side note, something my wife is really big on, um, and like the her. Her long-term career goals align around uh, things like the Olympics and stuff like that that bring countries together. And it's it, hearing her talk about it, it's really cool. And now experiencing it last year, it's really cool when you bring a bunch of people from different cultures and countries and places into a room, you put them towards a common thing, and then it doesn't also hurt when they get really drunk afterwards or during as well. <laughs> exactly. And this is what I'm all about. You, you, got, you got the feeling I'm a community guy. Yeah. And I just want to see the global community. I, I want to make friends with some people who might one day, I mean, you're invited to come over to a tournament or an event. Um, this is the same that goes out to pretty much everyone that aligns with me and, and we have a good time together. Uh-huh. If you can make it to Austria, I'll hook you up for some good games and some great booze. Nice. Excellent. Um, one thing I did want to ask, uh, and, and I'm sure you guys are familiar with this, but the WTC tradition, uh, and you can keep it a secret because I know this is the secretest of tech um, and most important thing to keep guarded. What's your, uh, what's your, uh, your gift? Uh, um, dare I say, uh, yeah, why not? Um, I'll bring sweets. Every opponent from uh, that plays against Team Austria to get a very small goodie bag of Austria native sweets. Mm, nice, wonderful. Yeah, that's so always something you can eat right away and and enjoy. Um, it's a small thing, but you know, I hope people like it. Excellent. I'll I'll send you my address afterwards so you can you can send some with me or just just bring you one extra have... for when you play the uh, one of the U.S. teams, and I'll make sure they send it back to me. Now you do that, and I'll, I'll hook you up for a good day. There you go. Oh, as that's my uh, alarm going off, uh, professional as always. Uh, I set two alarms. I set one for an hour before we were supposed to record, and one for the actual yeah. time, and woke up for the one an hour before. <laughs> uh, good morning. Let's start then. Yeah. Heck, hello. Uh, so yeah, um, excellent. Anything else you would like to say before the event? Anything you'd like to talk to uh, talk about? People you'd like to shout out, etc. Uh well, 
one thing I want to say is a thank you to everybody in in our meta to mm-hmm. you know play against us playlists we we think are strong um have discussions with us talk about the game um it's been a great experience there were every every player that comes to a wtc or to a big tournament i think has a, a half a dozen players behind him that are his peers um that that are making his his gaming experience were there for I don't know Wednesday night of, of playing and never show up to these big events. So shout out to all of those people who make the hobby what it is, um, an experience that everybody can have fun with. So that's my biggest. Excellent. I have two quick more questions for you. One, go ahead. Where is Austria two gonna finish? Gonna finish? Yeah, what um, place? Well. I how many teams are there? I don't even know how many teams we have. Um, that makes it hard. I, I I want to if 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 my team and I perform, I want to finish in in the top quarter. That would be there. The you team. go. Nice because we, we have Austria one um, and and maybe beat them because they're so much better than us <laughs> and they call themselves Austrian legends. So it would be great if we could if we could snuff them. But <laughs> no, seriously, um, I want I want us to have a a, a positive win loss ratio and, and and finish in the upper quarter. But that's me. Um, Excellent, and I'm I'm gonna I'm bringing back an old uh, an old thing, and if you don't if you don't know it because you haven't been a part of it, by all means, just tell me, just laugh at me. But uh, do you have anything to say to Alex Botts? Alex Botts, um, you keep you having piercings in places that nobody can see is fine. <laughs> Love it. All right. <laughs> It's been a pleasure. Thank you for coming on and talking to me. Good luck. Have a great time. Um, I'll miss you, but I feel like we're already friends, and now you just uh, you got to drink double with me at the next one. So That's great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, uh, thank you for the great experience. And, yeah, you have to come to the next one so we can get drunk together. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Excellent. everybody. Thank you for having me. Bye.